Welcome to Music in Mind with Anthony Calkins. Hello. This episode is half of a two-part discussion into the music of Cecil Taylor, a musician whose music has been a tremendous source of inspiration to me, both as a composer and a performer. As some of you may know, Cecil Taylor died earlier this month, which has, of course, spurred a lot of important reflection in the improvisation community regarding his legacy and his contributions to the musical world. For those of you who are unaware of Cecil Taylor's music, here's a little taste. of this episode is the conspicuous lack of in-depth study of Cecil Taylor's music in the academic world. That is, his composition, his orchestration, his improvisational techniques, his piano playing, and other things of that nature. So this is a question that I've pondered for a number of years, and it recently came back to my mind when the composer, musician, and academic Vijay Iyer posted to Facebook on this exact topic following Cecil Taylor's death. A couple of years ago, during my second year of study at the University of California, Irvine, I decided to tackle this question in a research paper, and a number of complications came to mind during my study. Primarily, why is Cecil Taylor's music not included in the canons of 20th century musical discourse when Cecil Taylor was such a looming presence over the world of improvised music and free jazz? Of course, highly improvised music can be hard to discuss from a technical perspective, but certainly plenty of time is given to John Cage and Stockhausen. Also, much of the body of jazz from the first half of the 20th century has found its way into the academy, but not so with Cecil Taylor. His music is complex, yes, but there is developed discourse around Babbitt and Fernieho and other forms of complex music. What then follows for me from here is to ask, actually, what would it mean for his music to be included in a music theory canon? The fact that it is not is perhaps a statement in and of itself, with perhaps racial undertones of the paths that music need to take to be adopted by academic discourse. However, I don't think it's only that. Cecil Taylor himself suggests that heavy theoretical discussion of his music was in fact missing the point. He was once quoted as saying that he wished people would listen to the essentially blues content of his music instead of to whatever forms and devices he may have brought over from the conservatory. So what I take this to mean is that he is hoping that people are not going to overanalyze the theory side of his music, but understand the context of his music from the perspective of the traditions of blues and other uh, black improvised music forms that he is bringing in rather than the Euro-American theory coming out of the conservatory. Of course, this is a cherry-picked quote to make a point, but it's interesting nonetheless. The quote also begs the question of why certain musics are included in academic canon and what implications that inclusion has. One implication is an implicit acknowledgement of some serious or rigorous quality to the music being accepted into the canon, which, of course, academics did not grant to jazz music for decades. 
For those musicians who do not engage in these accepted forms of serious music, this could be obviously extraordinarily insulting, and is in many cases. Another implication is the perpetual rationalization of that music. When theorists write on Schoenberg, they make rational argument after rational argument about the construction of his music. And in fact, you might argue that his music sort of demands it. But does a freer form or style of music like Cecil Taylor's demand such rationalization? A third implication might be that the academy is where music goes to die. Now this one might be seen as somewhat superstitious, but theorizing about music always happens after the fact, because music exists and then theorists get their hands on it and try and describe it and develop discourse surrounding it. And also, it's rare that thriving musical cultures have homes in the walls of universities. However, this is rapidly changing in music departments all over the world. If you're interested in further discussion of this topic, I've actually written an entire paper on it and have included a link below. Thanks for watching this episode. In the next, I will actually attempt to do what I was just talking about and give a theoretical analysis of some of Cecil Taylor's music. Of course, if you liked my video, please like it below, please subscribe, and please leave a comment or share. And if you like my work in general, please consider visiting my Patreon page. Also. If you are in the Los Angeles area on May 5th, 2018, I will be playing a show at the Silver Lake Lounge. I would love to see you there. It is only $10. Also on the bill is the electronic musician Calixa, who is awesome. So come and check us out, and thanks for watching. See you next time.